Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Clear aligners have become such an integral part of how we get our patients those aesthetic results that they're looking for in a non-invasive way. It's a journey that I'm starting myself and I know the first hurdle and the first thing we look at is obviously the software setup and how the companies generally put the teeth in a certain position. But that's not the end result that we're looking for and that is our responsibility to get right. The difference between getting that right and wrong can be a happy patient um, or many extra months and a lot of extra treatment for the patient. So we need to nail this and we need to understand it before we provide this for our patients. And that's why today we're talking with Dr. John Agliasis from Aorta Australia. He is teaching dentists how to do this kind of thing and he's done thousands and thousands of these cases. So we start with a global perspective on what you should be focusing on and then we get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. Obviously, this is a huge topic we could do a whole series of podcasts on but john shares a lot of information here i hope you find this useful we've now conducted two uh australasian clear aligner society uh, events and one of the major questions we get and one of our most popular segments is the software workshops where clinicians are in awe on how to evaluate their software how do they nail the software how do the the gurus do it orthodontists, dentists all over the world. The one secret is no one's got this right. We're all still learning. And preferences that I have and algorithms that I use evolve and change every six months. And that's been going on for the last 15 years. So how do you nail your software setup is understanding that there is going to be protocols and you need to apply them qualitatively and quantitatively. But the most important aspect that gets forgotten by clinicians who are analytical is what is the bigger picture? What is the end result? What does the end result look like? Because often we're focusing on the teeth and the occlusion and orthodontic principles and not answering the question to the third-party orthodontic provider who's doing the movements and the software setup to guide them as to what we want, what does the patient want. So the, the end goal is the critical point and then you go into the detail. So you focus on the on the end result and then look on how you're going to get there in the easiest possible way. So when I look at the software, I often, when I fill out a prescription, I don't focus on the detail. I focus on the preferences that I expect based on the biomechanical movements that I need. But I communicate, and it's the most important part, and it's often left by most third-party orthodontic companies at the end of the prescription is what does the – what. What do you want? How do you communicate what the patient wants? Is it, a, is it a facial aesthetic enhancement? Is it just alignment? Is it buccal corridor correction? Is it a cross-bite correction? So communicating what you want, what the patient wants, and then at the same time evaluating what you, what you determine they need. Are you going to correct that class two um, relationship or class two relationship? Are you focusing on an aesthetic solution versus a functional solution? So that's the, that's the crux of it, is how do you communicate to a person on the other side of the world what you want this software to look like? And then they're applying the company's algorithms and, and processes, and they should also have your preferences. Um, and one of the things that I've learned the hard way over the years 
is that when I'm improving buccal corridors, which can work amazingly with clear aligners to not get non-parabolic, to not for aim for parabolic arch expansion, but using non-parabolic arch expansions to balance the buccal corridor asymmetry, is that when I move premolars and molars greater than two millimetres of labial translation, that we need to then apply buccal root torque to prevent the tipping or flaring out of those or increasing the curve of Wilson of those upper posterior teeth. So it's a, a real gem of a tip, but you need to have those preferences set in. But the orthodontic company needs to know what you're trying to achieve, what the patient wants, what they need, and how you apply that. And then once you have the software back, you're interacting with them because you have a chance to assess the data, use the SAC protocol to evaluate complexity. How can you keep it simple? How can you keep it predictable? How can you keep it safe physiologically and biologically? And continually ask the question, is this suit what the patient wants? Does this give you a biologically predictable result? Because just because you can move an eight or a seven doesn't mean you should. Is there a reason or a point to move a tooth um, and, ex and, and push it to its boundaries of physiological because it ticks a box but you're not assessing how to predictably move those teeth using the SAC protocol, for example. And then once you've aligned the teeth aesthetically, that peg-shaped lateral, is it better off than how are you going to finish the case? Is it going to stay stable? How, how are you going to retain the case? All these factors take into consideration but once you've established the end in mind and communicated to your third-party aligner company what you want it to look like, and then how can you then make it predictable? So it's that constant interaction. And, cl and, and clinicians think that the software should be ready in one go. I've been down that path. It doesn't work. Just because the third-party software provider gives you a software, assume it's flawed, and it takes half a dozen back-and-forth interactions with the third-party orthodontic company to get a result that ticks the, the patient's expectation deals with the end the, the, the end in mind, but makes it predictable. If you all go on Google Maps and you type in where you want to go and it gives you the fastest way to go from A to B, right? But in orthodontics, sometimes taking that grey map, that grey path, is going to give you a more predictable result. And that's when once you've got the end in mind, you then need to analyse how you're going to get there by looking at the micro movements and the macro movements to make it easier, more predictable. It might take more aligners. It might take the patient more time, but you're going to get there safely rather than creating a bigger problem like a posterior open bite because you didn't take into consideration how the teeth are going to move gradually. And I think that Google Maps analogy is a, is a critical one because um, we all patients want it done now ASAP and the software can give you great results in 15 aligners, but there's no thought on how it's going to move tooth by tooth or in unison with each other. And sometimes you've got to break it down, you've got to slow it down to get to the end result safely without causing harm to the patient and without causing the treatment to take twice as long as you expected. So understanding that process is important. So the wants, the needs, evaluating the analytics of the, of the case and then assessing the, what you can do to whiten or augment the teeth um, and then then the retention and maintaining it for life is, then, is, is the final piece of the puzzle. 
it can be pretty stressful managing the transition from student to professional. Luckily, BOQ Specialist recognises this and they're here to make the next steps in your career a little easier. Their career startup banking package includes an everyday bank account, an optional overdraft, a credit card with no fees for five years and an optional car loan. Payments towards the optional overdraft are not required until 1st of July, the year after you graduate, which really makes a difference to your bottom line. BOQ Specialist really helped me when I graduated, so if they can help you transition from student to professional, then get in touch with them. Terms and conditions apply. See boqspecialist.com.au for more details. Well, you talk about something that I think is really important is sometimes we have to take the grey path on Google Maps. Sometimes we have to go a different way to what we've been given and obviously most of the time what we're given at the start is completely off. Um, can you tell us about maybe a specific situation? I'm thinking about that rotating and um, intruding lateral, for instance, where you might change things, maybe even slow it down to improve the outcome. So I think I think anyone who's just starting out with clear reliance, be warned, the upper lateral incisors will not comply. Consider them your little brother or sister who, who wants to defy the rules. Uh, and we understand the biomechanics of it. Why? It's called the squeeze effect, and it's often the, the roots of the canines and central incisors that are larger surface area that create this intrusive effect. So when you're looking at an upper lateral incisor, and we have this in our clinical handbook on, on SAC protocol, that you need to sometimes slow it down or segmentally move. Often when there's multi-plane movements of a lateral, intrusion, extrusion, rotation, and maybe root tipping, sometimes if they reach a point of complexity in multi-plane movements, you're going to end up with none of those movements happening. So breaking down in unison, so, so in other words, on mass movement versus segmented movements is sometimes what you have to do with teeth that are more likely to not conform and comply to, this, to the pathway. That's why that grey path to, to appease that lateral incisors a willingness to not conform is the better path to take rather than going and treating all the teeth to the same predictably and just because there's less aligned, there's less time you're going to get there. You invariably create a bigger problem because that lateral incisor doesn't move or rotate and you miss it during the treatment, it creates more work. Same if you're correcting malalignment in lower anterior teeth, for example, in a deep bite, and then you've got the rotation and root tipping of those lower anterior teeth, but you didn't nail the intrusion because you're doing too much at once, you will get a posterior crossbite. And those who do aligners know you'll end up taking just, if you've told the patient 12 months, you'll take an extra 12 months to recorrect a posterior open bite caused by anterior alignment interference because you try to do too much at once. So that grey path is a critical way of managing a situation um, and looking at complexity and applying the SAC protocol to assist and facilitate predictable movements and end results efficiently and quickly. That's a really good uh, point. I think anyone who's done any clear aligners now knows that that lateral is sometimes a challenge. Instead of doing it in 20 trays, maybe doing it in 30 will be quicker than doing it in 20 plus 20. <laughs> Correct. Plus 20 again if you, if you end up doing that. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing your tips on um, setting up and nailing your software for aligners. Dr. John Hagliasis. Pleasure. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. 
I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists. Clear aligners have revolutionized the way we can provide aesthetic and orthodontic results to our patients. Many of us want to get into this field and provide these options for our patients but are not sure where to start. That's where Aorta, Aesthetic, Orthodontic and Restorative Training Academy comes in. Their online course, Aorta Essentials, is made to give you the foundations to take the first step. They also provide a number of live courses around Australia to help build on those foundations. With an unbiased approach, Aorta will show you the pros and cons of all the aligner systems. Get started at aortaaustralia.com.au. Thank you, Ayota, for supporting dental students and graduates and thank you for supporting the Dental Head Start podcast.